<laughs> Is that a good count in? Yeah, that was. Let me pull up my notes on this movie, which was significantly easier to write a three sentence synopsis as opposed to Carter, which was like a total. Yeah. I don't even know what Carter was. Even in this movie with twists and turns. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I know what happened. Yeah, like I basically, <laughs> I basically got it. I mean, I, I'm a little vague, but we'll we'll see what we'll see what matters and what doesn't matter. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Movies That Whip. I'm Goo. I'm here with Adriel. How's it going, bud? It's me. I'm doing great. Um, yes. It's Christmas time. It's, you know, Hanukkah time. It's holidays. It's a little bit crazy, as it always is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, making it through. We're making getting festive through. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, This we're festive this month. Yes, yeah, so this month our movie we finally decided and we watched kiss kiss bang bang uh by shane black starring robert downey jr val kilmer and michelle monaghan who i don't know anything about michelle monaghan i looked her up and i was like she just looks so familiar but i feel like she just kind of looks like Liv tyler to me and so that's what i was she does kind of yeah you know i mean they don't look that similar but they could be like sisters or something but so I don't really know her very well. She's in um, she's in a bunch of the uh, Mission Impossible movies, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she was for well, okay. Well, here, here, yeah. Let me give. I'll give you a timeline of her appearances in the Mission Impossible series. <laughs> I love that you know uh, this. <laughs> she's kind of like because they they introduce like for a while until like the later ones where there's kind of a repeating cast. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a repeating cast of all of them. Anyway, anyway, she comes in in the third one. She's sort of, I believe she's kind of the love interest there. Mm-hmm. And I think then f- she's in the latest one. And then there's two in between. I can't remember actually which, but there's one that she like isn't in. I think it, she wasn't in the second to last one because then they like brought her back in mm-hmm. in the newest one. And it was like, oh, shoot, she's back she's or whatever. Back. Um, cool. So yeah, she's in those, and then I yeah I actually don't think I've seen any other movies she's been in, but I I mean I do really like her um, from those, and I thought she was great in this movie. Yeah, she was great in this movie. I really I thought the three principles were were awesome. Yes, um, great chemistry. So, um, before I mean yeah, so we chose this for the obviously there's like a little bit of a Christmas setting to hang your hat on, mm-hmm. uh, you know not not a not a traditional christmas movie necessarily but it got it it has the vibes i would say yeah yeah it's not like if if let, let's say like home let's say like whatever miracle on 34th street is like you know peak christmas movie and then there's like home alone which is at like a seven i would mm-hmm. say this is at like a like a four and a half yeah this is more in the vein so this is uh we kind of said it at the end of our last episode but it's um by the writer slash director Shane Black, um, who this is his actually his directorial debut, but um, in pretty much I wouldn't say all, but most of his movies, he's kind of known for like including a scene at Christmas or like maybe the movie takes place during Christmas or hmm. something like that. It's kind of like a stylistic choice that 
uh, he uses for a couple different reasons. Um, and, you know, the one, one movie that people like to always, you know, drudge up around uh, this time of year is actually, you know, is Die Hard. People do that whole, <laughs> oh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? We're not going to get into that stupid conversation <laughs> that's pointless and not worth worth mentioning. But, we will let you decide, dear listener, if it's a Christmas movie or not. Yeah, we're not going to argue about it. We're not really going to talk about Christmas much. We're just going to talk about the movie. But one thing about that that is interesting uh, is the Die Hard uh, which I believe is also produced by Joel Silver, who like produces a lot of movies, produced this movie, in fact. Um, I believe he saw Lethal Weapon, which Shane Black wrote, mm. and has the whole that's like one of the bigger Christmas ones. And he was like, Oh, that's great. Like that that works really good. And then so was like, Hey, you should do that for Die Hard. Whoa, <laughs> so he's, okay. He's also responsible for doing it in Die Hard, even though he didn't write or have anything to do with it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the most I'll say is, like, yeah, it does really, like, it It can, like, it can add a lot to a movie or, like, help, you know, connect to certain things in, like, characters' life. You know, Christmas is kind of, like, for a lot of people, like, it can either be, it's, it can be important for a lot of reasons, like, good or bad, you know? So it all, yeah. it does kind of work i think he uses it pretty well in like most of his movies did you feel like it um added much to the to this movie or was it mostly sort of set dressing for you it added a little bit because um because there's an element with uh you know robert downey jr uh trying to get this toy or whatever and like Mm -hmm. uh it it kind of shows you just kind of like can see a lot about a character i guess like with their connection to christmas you know it like kind of shows how he's sort of like disconnected from his family and stuff like that, you know? So it's, it's sort of like an easy way of like learning a lot about a character, you know? Yeah. And the whole, the whole movie takes place in LA or almost all of it takes place in LA and LA, a big theme in the movie is that like, it's this like veneer of like, um, it's just sort of like people trying to make it and they, they can't. And it's, there's this like sadness under this, you know, beautiful California, um, like facade. And I think that Christmas, um, it is weird to have Christmas in California. I grew up in San Diego and (laughs) it is weird. Like I moved there when I was eight from Atlanta, which like, you know, isn't super wintry, but it has snow and stuff. And so when we moved to San Diego, it was really like, this is so bizarre that you could just like literally like go to the beach, you know? Um, I don't know. It feels really eerie in a way. And I think that kind of added to the movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like what you said, like um, about these characters, like it's kind of like shows, not just with Robert Downey Jr. Like all the characters kind of lonely, you know what I mean? Like sad, mm-hmm. as you said. Yeah. Um. So that did, that actually does add something to it. So I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to discredit the Christmas element in this movie, but... It's, no, no, but I yeah. don't really... I don't think it... It doesn't come up a lot. It's not like, here I am again on Christmas. You know, like, that's... It's not it like... It doesn't a, hit you over the head with that it's Christmas time. Exactly, you know? exactly. But there's always lights, you know. It does feel like Christmas. It's around Christmas time, the whole movie, but it's not... Yeah, there's no, like, not a ton of, like, needle drops and stuff like that. You know, there's a little <laughs> bit, but... Yeah. Um... Before I mean, before we talk more too much about what happens, do you want to uh, get into it and uh, give us your uh, synopsis of the story here? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Here we go. Um, 
let me pull this up here. Okay. Now, uh, this is not a this is not exhaustive, but this is the the main <laughs> points. Okay. okay. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Kiss, kiss, comma, bang, bang. Centers around Harry, a thief from Manhattan, who accidentally lands himself an acting audition in Los Angeles. While he's in California, he stumbles upon his childhood crush, Harmony, a struggling actor herself. And as an acting exercise, Harry uh, accompanies a private eye named Perry, with a P. Everyone calls him Gay Perry, for obvious reasons. Uh, he's played by uh, Val Kilmer. Woo. And he uh, accompanies Gay Perry on a stakeout where they witness a woman's body being dumped into a lake. I believe they're at Big Bear Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So over the course of five days at Christmas time, Harry, Perry, and Harmony investigate the woman in the lake, the suicide of Harmony's sister, and a string of bodies left by a greedy old actor named Harlan Dexter. Boo. Um, and in the end, our three principals survive a deadly shootout on a highway that I probably would remember the name of if I lived in L.A. And um, they solve the tangled mysteries of Harlan and Harmony's sister and all the other struggling dead actors <laughs> in L.A. That was that's great. I, you perfectly explained it. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There. Yeah. So at the beginning, he is he is um, caught. Uh, he accidentally like is in it. He runs into an audition because he's running from the cops because he's stealing <laughs> a Christmas present. He's stealing a present to give to his niece for Christmas. That's like how it starts. That was a great scene. Actually, he runs in. And he's like, yeah, it's like, it's just like, I don't know. It's really, there's a lot of like little moments like that where it's like, uh, it, they make you kind of nervous a little bit, you know, You're like, yeah, the movie oh. feels pretty like a, a little bit unhinged. Like the whole time you're mm-hmm. like, Ugh. like, are these characters like going to do something like really bad? <laughs> like at any time? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. Though that was cool. The way you got away. That was pretty good good way to get rid of the cops yeah and and this movie is like a it's a comedy um Mm -hmm. it's funny but it is also it's like an action movie and also like a film noir kind of like it's a it's a take on like the film noir genre that's a pretty big part of it yeah so the the script is actually based on an old uh noir uh novel by brett halliday called bodies are where you find them uh, from 1941. Um, and so... That is an amazing title, and also I didn't <laughs> know that. Yeah, so it is in that tradition, um, and it has... It does have that kind of comedic spin, which, which he kind of... If, if if fits alongside some of the, you know, the banter and, like, tone of his other movies, but up mm. until this point, he, you know, he has written uh, Lethal Weapon... Last Boy Scout, Last Action Hero, uh, Long Kiss Goodnight, and mm. because actually the last movie he had written was The Long Kiss Goodnight, which is one we also considered, and it was more poorly received. Though I don't, I don't think that's a, actually like a bad movie, but it was poorly re- received, and he was like, "Oh, I want to try to like write something that's not like straight up action." Because hmm. all his movies, all those other ones, they're all like buddy cop. Like, this has all the elements of his other movies. You know, there's sort of a buddy cop 
thing going on. There is like a big action scene at the end that is in that same milieu. But I think with the rest of the story, he was trying to do something like different. And he also was trying to not just be like, I'm going to write a straight up uh, noir story. He wanted mm-hmm. to also like mix in and do like kind of a rom com thing too, and I think he actually like pulled it off really well. Like it, it does have like yeah. almost like three different tones <laughs> going on, but it it mm-hmm. all it it's kind of tied up pretty well. Yeah, it is, and like the well, so genre bendy, and also uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like breaking the f- the fourth wall and yes. like narrating, and he is narrating in this way that reminds me so much of um. Uh, Emperor's New Groove. Okay, if you remember that dis that sure. acclaimed Disney film from the early, also from the early two thousands, where um, David Spade, David Spade is like constantly like interjecting in in the film like as the llama, <laughs> but like so much so that mm-hmm. like there, I feel like there are almost exact scenes where like they stop the film and then they like roll it back a little bit and he interjects like why was this scene in here i was like maybe it's because i've just i just watched emperor's new groove recently it was on tv at (laughs) at, like a hotel i like wasn't sure at first how i was gonna feel about it because i i think like that's like a lot of movies now have that sort of tone Mm -hmm. like and like maybe not as meta there's like definitely a lot of like meta textual elements to this movie like obviously like it's based on this old uh noir story like there's this fictional noir story like author or whatever in the movie you know what i mean and so it's Mm -hmm. it's sort of like the like layering those things on top a little bit and sort of like commenting on it and sort of poking fun at it a little bit um though i think it it works like okay in this movie because it's one it's not like it doesn't happen like all the time, but then also it's like, uh, it does kind of like, I think that one, the like voiceover element is a thing in those old type of stories in those like mm-hmm. old noir, noir stories, you would sort of get some of that inner monologue, not all the time, but it, it in a lot, you know, you'd get that sort of thing, Yeah. but this has kind of got a more current comedic twist on it. But then also just mm-hmm. the fact that it is all, like, I think wrapped up in this sort of um, video at the end that he's kind of recording, which I'm not really sure why. You know, I think it is just like, <laughs> hey, it's the movie. I, I think maybe if he w- if they would have, like, done a little bit more, been like, oh, this is like a, like a pitch he's doing or something. You know what I mean? Because he is, like, <laughs> yeah. an actor now or whatever. Um, but I think I think it all worked in service of the movie. Like, it wasn't as distracting as, like... Uh, I don't know when they when they stop and point out how shitty it, something is in a Marvel movie or whatever, you know. Dare I say I think it works better in Emperor's New Groove than in the Marvel That's movies. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it definitely felt like it was like part it was part of this like layering of genres that was that was pretty intentional, you know. I think part of it though is that this almost like I think this actually might be more responsible for the tone of a lot of the Marvel movies. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so because so um, Robert Downey Jr. is, I think he was like perfectly cast for this movie. Absolutely. Uh, other people they looked at actually were uh, Benicio del Toro, Hugh Grant, and Johnny mm. Knoxville. 
would, oh. that'd be awesome. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville um, would have been great. Not Hugh Grant, but Johnny Knoxville would have been pretty awesome. But obviously, like, it, you can see, like, he he fits the character really well. He's really good. But also, um, the movie only had a $15 million budget. And it actually only made, like, a, it, like, basically made its budget back. Like, mm. it it was, like, 15-something. So it, it was, like, a very modest movie. Um, I guess, like I mentioned, Shane Battle Black was, like, kind of, uh, he had, like, his last movie didn't do as well. He actually, and th- and then this is like they're taking a chance. Joel Silver, I believe, was taking a chance on him. He was like helping him out, like, "Hey, mm. you want to direct?" type thing. So they didn't have a lot to throw around. So they got Robert Downey Jr. and at, he, another reason why he's so perfectly cast, I feel like, at the time was this was like a dark period for his career because he had yeah. gone to jail and all this stuff. And um, I feel like that kind of works because all the characters in the movie. Like, they're all, like, they have, like, very likable qualities, but they're also, like, very unlikable in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like them all kind of being, like, assholes, like, really works in this movie about, like, a bunch of being a bunch of people from L.A., you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There were several times where I was, like, they make a lot of jokes, like, at actors' expense, you know, just being, like, oh, they're all just, like, sad and, like, shitty and, like, not super good people and just, like, kind of trying to, like, get by in this, like, really crappy industry. Mm -hmm. And so it felt like a real, like, actors kind of, like, movie. Like, I I could see the actors, like, having fun poking fun at their profession you know there's so many scenes where well there's one in particular robert downey jr is he's going on about like the women in la and all this stuff and it's and like how they're all broken and blah 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 and like guys aren't like this and it's like it's like dude you need to take a look in the mirror you know <laughs> yeah what <I> mean? totally <laughs> totally yeah exactly and like at, at, at there were several times in the movie where i kind of couldn't tell like when the movie was being sincere in terms of his, um, like, being a crook with a heart of gold, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. there are several establishing moments where he, like, at, at, like, at the party, like, Harmony is asleep. She's, like, passed out. And, like, this guy is, like, making the moves on her even though she's asleep. And then, like, Robert Downey Jr. is, like, hey, man, like, don't you know, whatever. He, like, kind of defends her. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, a... a a theme throughout the film is like he he goes out of his way or the film goes out of its way mm-hmm. to establish the fact that he tries to treat women with respect and at first i was like is this just sort of a way of like he's not like all the other boys like that's mm-hmm. kind of what i thought at first but then it comes back around in the film several times like for example when they find the body in the lake he like pulls her skirt down so that her modesty is protected or whatever. But like that ends up being like mm-hmm. a, a critical clue in yeah. solving the murder, you know? So it, it does feel like totally intentional. And the sincerity, I think, you know, is up to us. It wanes. But I, I think that's supposed to be like kind of what, what I was thinking about all the characters is like, like they, they're, they all are like have their own admirable traits. But they, like they're, you're not supposed to come away with this and be like, he 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 good you know what i mean like i think exactly you're just to be like, yeah. yeah he's like kind of a shithead who you know like he's like a person you know he has some admirable qualities uh he sucks in a lot of ways that scene you mentioned is a for another reason it perfectly establishes that he kind of sucks because he stands up to that guy and then he totally gets his ass handed to him which is so <laughs> yeah I, know, I loved that um which that felt like um so i was thinking about uh Earlier this year, I was kind of going through and 
rewatching some or watching, I guess, some for the first time, like noir movies. I watched some from like the contemporary time of like, you know, when these stories were coming out and you sort of have these hard boiled cops or, you know, like they're kind of (laughs) cold and tough or whatever. And then I watched um, the Long Goodbye, the 1970s movie by Robert Altman, Mm. where uh, he took one of those same stories with the same character and kind of updated him. And he's kind of like, uh, he's kind of more aloof and he, he's kind of just like, you know, he doesn't have his shit together. He's kind of a little bit of a fuck up, you know? And I was like, okay, that's like a cool spin on this. And now this is Mm -hmm. like the hyper modern, like, like this guy is not even a, a, a detective. You know what I mean? Like he's, <laughs> yeah. tr- he's an, he's a fucking actor. He like, he's, he's fake. He's not real. You know what I he's mean? Not he's not like, even an actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not even an actor. Well, it just shows how much, how like fucking like fraudulent all of this yeah. is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I actually thought like, it took a minute, I think for the film to like settle in. I like, it wasn't until like, I think 15 minutes in where I was like, Oh, okay. Like I, I fully get what's going on here at first. I was like, what's this guy's deal and stuff? But yeah, I I really liked that element. Um, But what I was saying with like creating the tone of Marvel movies, um, like I said, it did bad box office wise, but Robert Downey Jr. actually credits this as what got him the role in Iron Man. Because I really? believe what's John Favreau is that the director's name of Iron Man? I think I saw him so. in this, liked him in this, and I feel like you can really see it. Like like t- Tony Stark, the character is like if you took this character and then we're like, okay, but we need like we need to make him unlikable, but like let's take like again like sand off some of the edges. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want to yep. talk about Marvel movies again, but that that is what. Stark feels like it you know obviously some circumstances are different but um in some ways though you like you do got to give credit like credit for Robert Downey Jr. to kind of like like he did embody that yeah. role and he yeah. sort of I could see it too pretty clearly especially because Tony Stark is this like you know California like a I mean he's wealthy they're, they're different in various ways but he's just sort of like a douchebag you know like it's just like LA like kind of <laughs> asshole kind of guy who like you know isn't the worst he's not like evil but you know whatever this i mean and also the the uh, harmony's character too you know she is absolutely like fucked up like three-dimensional character where she's like you know she's kind of an asshole Mm -hmm. but she's she just sort of i don't know i thought like i there were several points in the film where i was like oh man like it's about to like veer into I don't know, being a trope, right? Being a trope of, like, a beautiful, like, young L.A., like, actress, whatever. She's either going to be really stupid or she's going to be, like, really manipulative and she's going to turn out to be evil. And, like, none of those things were true. She just was, like, bumbling along, like, yes. similarly to Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> they let her be, like, as dumb of, as them. Yes, exactly. Because like th- that is a thing they do a lot now, too, where it's... And I think... I think that would be, pro- I don't want to keep bringing up Marvel, but that'd be like the Marvel take on it is like, oh, here's these two. Actually, Shane Black did that in The Nice Guys. It actually works a lot, but it's like, um, he has a thing where it's like Russell Crowe and um, Ryan Gosling, like they kind of butt heads a lot, you know, like, especially mm. Ryan Gosling's a real fuck up in that movie. But uh, <laughs> he's got this daughter who's like, you know, she's like a precocious 
little kid and she's kind of like the heart of the movie or whatever. Um, and she's kind of the one who's got her shit together, even though her dad sucks and is dumb. Uh, but I was, ex- I was like, you could kind of expect that in a movie now where it's like, it's like, you know, the, they're going to do like the hyper competent woman. And then like these, these two idiots. And I like that. It was like, well, really it's like, um, Val Kilmer was like the competent one. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, Val Kilmer he, was very he, competent and, and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so that's, um, we should mention Val Kilmer. It's actually like unofficially, we haven't recorded it yet, but it's like Val Kilmer month on virtual theater. Cause Andy and I are going to do, uh, Batman Forever. Oh, we, nice. I just watched that. So I watched that before this, so it's like pretty awesome uh to watch these two movies back to back. I love him. Uh when he was in Top Gun Maverick, I, I teared up. Aww. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Vilk Ilmer is awesome. He's awesome in this movie. What what yeah, what do you think what do you think about his character? Like I I did love like seeing him like, he just kept getting in these situations that... And it is another thing where you're going, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, when... Like, immediately, when Rapper Downey, Downey Jr., like, tossed his gun in the lake. Because he was like, oh, we gotta get rid of your gun. But it's like, no, now they're... <laughs> obviously, they're gonna find... Like, even I knew that right away. I was like, oh, you're throwing it where all the evidence is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> idiot. Yeah, no, Val Kimmer's like... He's not the uh, straight man, right? Which is a real joke because he's gay Perry. Hey. But, <laughs> but he's like so quippy and so funny, but like also an asshole still. Like he's he's not a, again, he's not like a trope of like whatever a gay dude, you know? And so this movie came out in like, two, what, 2005? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's a very like, it's very d- dated in like kind of a strange way. Like, for example, I could really see it with the gay jokes because... They were, it reminded me of um, Queer as Folk, mm-hmm. if you've seen Queer as Folk. That kind of like era of gay, a lot of the gay humor was like dated, but in kind of like a really endearing way. Like th- there were not like jokes that you probably would necessarily make Yeah. now, like, but they're not like off color. So like, for example, there's a part where like the cops are like driving by and they're trying to move this body. So Val Kilmer Kilmer's like, kiss me, kiss me, and like kisses Robert Downey Jr., and Robert Downey Jr. is like, oh, gross, like, ew. But it's not because it's gay. It's because he's like, what the hell are mm. you doing? You know, whereas like you, they probably wouldn't do that. Right. They probably wouldn't have like that be like the joke yeah. in a movie that would come out today. I don't know. I it, it just is. It reminds me so much of that that era of like queer decorating shows <laughs> and yeah. like queer as folk and like and the l word the original l word like you're like mm, it's like it's funny but it's like you wouldn't really probably it, humor has evolved yeah. like differently and i just love that he was called gay perry <laughs> it, oh, his funny. character it has it has sort of this like he he is sort of like the hard-boiled cop even though he's not he has such like a like he's he's goofy too but like what what mm-hmm. i mean is like he Seems like he's lived here so long and he's sort of endured this from people for so long that he's sort of just like embraced it. And you see multiple times in the movie, mm-hmm. like ways that he, like you mentioned, the kissing is a way he can sort of take advantage of it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Same thing with the li- when he shoots the gun in his crotch from his crotch at the end, you know? Yeah. You know, he kind of takes advantage of like. Like, everyone else seems like... They're almost a little too ignorant, you know what I mean? Like, I 
I guess, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, you can tell he's sort of, like, taking taking advantage of these people and their, like, misconceptions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. There's some, yeah, there's some humor that's, it's, like, straddling the line. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know how much Shane Black, like, it's different than, I guess, when we watched, um, uh, when we watched uh, Too Wong, Wong Fu. And it was like, okay, this, this was, like, a movie written by, like, a gay man who's, like, kind of you know, a bit more attached to that sort of, uh, scene. I don't know, you know, I don't know about Shane Black's, like, personal life, but, um, right. like, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't know if that fully captured the, uh, the reality, I guess. Sure, but, yeah. you know, I, I guess I don't, I don't know his personal life, so I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, mm-hmm. make any claims or say he doesn't get it or whatever. Yeah, for sure, no. But it definitely did feel like it was a, it was, a lot of this movie is dated in, oh, it's just kind of weird to say because 2005 is not that long ago, but it, it's almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But there's something like so endearing about it to me. They, there's jokes, like I think I like when he's showing the picture on the shitty flip phone is like. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's like an amazing joke that I'm like, I don't even know if. It's like a joke at the time, you know, maybe it is because <laughs> at the time it's probably the best camera phone you could have gotten. But yeah, there's some some Nokia product placement there. Um, do I don't know. Do you own it? Like, I don't know if we want to like break the plot down beat by beat. You kind of you kind of described most of what happens. There's obviously a lot of like it's it's like your typical like detective story in a lot of mm-hmm. ways with the plot in that, you know, you're kind of. There's some twists and turns, I guess, but I was never fully, like, confused or anything, you know? Yeah, no, I was never like, what the hell is going on? Like, I definitely was like, okay, I'm seeing how, like, all these characters are related to each other. Oh, like, maybe, maybe, you know, the henchman is actually this guy or, you know, whatever. Um, And I think that um, another aspect of this movie that's, like, a little bit human is that the like um harry robert Downey jr like feels really bad when he like kills someone yeah like, he yeah. like he, he with the first time that he well like at the very beginning he feels bad about his partner you know in crime getting shot or like arrested and he feels like he threw him under the bus but that that remorse scene only happens for like you know a, a second but like when he does shoot one of the henchmen who's like a horrible like dude who shot and killed another person right in front of him he like feels really bad about it and i i feel like that was like the reason that i bring this up uh i suppose is because like as the plot is unfolding and like more and more people are like dying and there's like it it ends in like a big shootout with like a bunch of like kind of random henchmen who are like following you in a car and he has to like shoot them and whatever like it, it it culminates in that because, like, at the beginning, Robert Downey Jr. would not, like, pick up a gun and, like, sh- shoot someone, like, oh, willingly. Yeah. Like, he's, get, he's, like, he's, like, beaten down by, like, all of the events of the plot um, that happen. And then by the end of it, he, like, accidentally, like, shoots a guy when he's trying to play Russian roulette. And he, like, <laughs> you know. It does, like, yeah, at the end, it becomes, like more in the vein of like lethal weapon or something where he's hanging from this casket off the bridge and he's taking shots at this car, which I, I thought was fucking awesome. I thought it was an awesome scene, but yeah. it is sort of like, uh, it, it does feel like at the end of it, they go like, okay, like 
fuck it, and they like go into like action movie mode. <laughs> exactly, exactly. When like the rest of the film, like it, it is, there's like you know death and a film noir and action and stuff, but it's. I, I liked that they, like, it didn't feel like it came out of nowhere. It didn't feel like um, there was no explanation. Like, suddenly this character has, like, all these skills. Although, like, it is, like, fantastical. Like, that that they're, he's able to, whatever, hang off the bridge. And there's, like, this body in the casket. And suddenly um, Harmony is able to, like, drive this van and, like, chase, you know. But by that point, like, there's so much momentum. And, you know, so much has happened in the plot that y- you're just like, yeah, like, fuck it. I'm I, like I've wa- I've watched them endure all of this. Like, let's go. Yeah, it 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 really works actually because like there is you know with this type of story, there's so much like mystery and build up and things being revealed that like when it does kind of explode into this action scene, it feel it feels earned and everything. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Um. What did you think of of that? Like the the last action scene. Oh yeah, no, I thought it was great. Like I love the the car stuff was awesome. Uh it yeah, it was just really well done, I thought. Like that's definitely more of his bread and butter. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I thought I thought there would be I thought there it was like going in the direction I was like is there going to be an explosion? But there wasn't. <laughs> there was no explosion, which I'm happy for. I think it an explosion would have been unnecessary. Mm, yeah, I mean it felt very um it felt slightly I mean all that's that's the thing about that like the action in a lot of his movies I've seen is like that it's still it's like it's definitely like over top exciting action movie like even Die Hard's this way though where it's still like they're all still very much like grounded in like reality and everything mm-hmm. obviously like these yeah. fantastic things happen obviously in this it did but yeah I think I think um for a movie like maybe an explosion might have been a little too much you know and then even at the um. I don't know, like, at the end, this is part of this, like, breaking the fourth wall. But, like, I was really sad. I thought that Val Kilmer's character died. I mean, you're meant to think that. Mm-hmm. But um, he ends up alive. And I was like, I, I love this. And then as soon as he is revealed to be alive, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s voice, like, comes in. And he's like, I hate these stories where... You know, everyone yeah. turns out fine, and then they have kind of a joke about, like, we might as well just bring all the other characters back from the dead. Um, that, that was funny, but fucking funny when I, they all I loved in. it. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> it kind of made me wish there were more parts in the movie where they kind of pushed it to, like, a little bit more absurd. Because most of the movie, yeah, like, it was is, ne- is pretty... Yeah. It's, it's like following conventional, you know, pl- plot. <laughs> all, yeah, they're... There's parts, but it, it's still like that, that like, that like really breaks the reality. Cause even all his commentary mm-hmm. is like, he's telling the story, you know, but, but, um, like that one is like, you know, where he's like changing it, you know what I mean? So that's, that, that does like go yeah. a little bit like there, but there's a lot of little ones that still feel like pretty grounded, but funny. Like when the, the one girl's like, I'm an actress. And then you cut to like some like just a clip of a momentary clip of like some schlocky B movie she's in, yeah. you know, and that tells you everything <laughs> you need to know about like what types of movies she does, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought like, it does have all the, like, um, I, I read some clip of like Roger Ebert's review and he, he's criticized the movie of sort of like undercutting it's, it's like serious moments with that sort of thing. Cause I, I had that mm. sort of thing too. Where I was like, yeah, he's back. And then he, sort of like pulls the rug out um but um 
and like I, like I said, I feel like this movie has that, has a lot of other elements that I feel like just like drive me crazy about a lot of movies that get made now. Not going to mm. say the name, <laughs> but um, but for whatever reason, like it, it does if it like works in this movie, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I think it is because it's not it's not constant. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, I think because it takes a couple moments to sort of like, you know, have like kind of acknowledge things, but not like, you know, the whole movie isn't constantly like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't find especially because it deals with dark themes in a humorous way often uh i feel like you can't if you're already doing like a dark comedy like i don't know you can't do it too much i don't know i guess like it would have been too like deadpool you know what i mean Uh, yeah that's a good that's a good point yeah i think that like that that kind of humor would have pushed it in a different direction i'm I'm glad that they didn't because they did there were some like pretty serious themes that they like did not make light of for example the the character the uh harmony's sister um was being sexually abused by her father for her childhood and then harmony was like i'm gonna leave and then i'm gonna like get my sister out of there um and that's something that like comes up over and over again and they're not like they are treating it respectfully without it being like a big serious you know they're not like scenes where they have to talk about it it's just like it's just like it is what it is and they don't they try to like sort of it it seems to me like it's a plot device but they Mm -hmm. they treat it like rather respectfully it is interesting like in the like (laughs) it ends up it it ends up being like we're, we're sort of talking about how like val kilmer is like kind of the real detective in this and it and like like someone could have just made like a normal movie about like him as the character and it kind of like ends up that way because he kind of gets the last part like they figure out this whole deal with her dad and they go back for her sister's funeral and like val kilmer confronts him i was like oh damn i loved that they had him doing it and not uh robert Downey jr i wonder why they chose him instead of i don't know i i think it is because like you want to sympathize i think with both the the fuck up characters and it does it also does another thing that like okay you watch a marvel movie it seems like they all fucking hate each other's guts Mm -hmm. or or, you know like um another example i'll i'll okay i'll go outside of marvel (laughs) the new star trek movies it seems like kirk and spock fucking hate each other because they're always bantering which they do they do in like the original series like they're always they're they do like little banters and they're like oh Thankfully, I'm only half human, you yeah, know, yeah. and little stuff like that, and it's always fun and playful. In the new ones, they seem like they fucking hate each other, <laughs> and then they'll be like, you're my best friend, and it's like, you guys never have a pleasant conversation, ever. <laughs> like, So anyway, in this, it does the thing where, like, they're constantly arguing, they're constantly bickering, like, like the two love interests and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and it just works, because it, it is like, well, they're just like... Two fucking freaks <laughs> that are, you know, have this whole past or whatever. Yeah. And I think, like, I think you want to avoid, like, like, you want them to be characters you like to an extent and, like, you want to see have a good outcome. But I think if you make it, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, the he gets his hero moment, you know, in the end. And, you know, he saves, you know, he's shooting the gun or whatever. But I don't think you want to give him the, like, you know... 
he gets the last laugh, but I, I feel like you give him that scene, and I think it would be in poor taste almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like he also would have made, not that he would have made a joke of it, but I just like don't see that as being something that Harry would do. But it is something that Perry would do. But I don't know. I also liked it because like it didn't feel like Val Kilmer was like defending anyone's honor or like that's what i mean yeah i i feel like you know it wasn't like 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 sappy in that way where it it would have felt like kind of like ugh, i don't know saccharine or something if if robert Downey jr did it yeah just like similar to where he kind he kind of prevents the one guy from taking advantage of harmony or whatever but like it's not like a white knight mo- you know what i mean like they yeah they, they, they almost like they undercut that you know what i mean with like him getting mm-hmm. his ass beat and i think that that he shouldn't you know he, it, the movie ends with him like still like being kind of obnoxious you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> so yeah totally and it's nice like they don't actually like uh uh harry and harmony like don't ride off into the sunset together you know, the movie takes place over five days in L.A. and then it kind of ends with like, we went back to Indiana, right? It was Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, f- for like a for this like funeral, and they don't show the funeral or anything, but they don't, you know, they don't like kiss at the end of the movie, and then it fades to black. I mean, it's just, that's just not what happens in it. Like, I in in my head, like they don't really end up together <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do have like one you know, kind of a, the nicest moment that it gets is like in the beginning of the third act where he's like, you're perfect. Like you're who I like want to be with. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be with like younger, prettier actors in LA. I want to be with you, but it's like such a brief scene. And then it immediately goes into like, oh, then they're drunk at the hotel bar, you know, (laughs) like it's just, it it doesn't give it too much gravity, which I really appreciate, you know? It was very sweet. They were like very, you know, they had good chemistry and everything. I, I, I sort of liked what they had going on. I liked how like yeah. petty he was about that. You know, he was like really mad of the, the the running gag about her sleeping with his best friend. Yeah, <laughs> like there's just so many instances, was, or like even when he sleeps with her friend. You know, what I mean, he's, yeah, he's a fucking hypocrite or whatever. You know what I mean? Like totally. Same thing with when he's you know complaining about the girls in L.A. Like. Like, so yeah, his character, like, I don't know, he's, like I said, like, he's, he kind of, you kind of root for him and stuff, you know, but he's definitely written to be like, yeah, this guy like sucks a little bit, <laughs> which I think is good. <laughs> I think, you know, I like movies about people who like suck, actually. Yeah, me too. Those are my favorite kinds of movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like a window into uh, someone else's soul or even like. I guess I can't think of a good example in this movie, but sometimes we're like, uh, they're like, sometimes the character will like, we like brush up against something that, that like goes through your mind sometimes. And you're like, Oh mm-hmm. fuck. Like I, I think that way. Some, <laughs> that doesn't really happen here. I'm not trying to say I'm like, uh, any of the characters in this movie necessarily, but I can't, at least I can't think, but you know, like when, a, when a character is, petty or stupid or childish or whatever you know and they're, they're i th- i think sometimes people don't like that because it's sort of like it holds up a mirror a little bit you know yeah i don't know i guess i i so i watched this movie like a long time when it first came out basically i was 15 or something and so i, I didn't mm-hmm. see it in theaters but i went through a real after i saw iron man when did iron man come out actually 
Iron Man three is what? years after this. Three years. Okay, 2008. So, yeah. So I saw Iron Man, and then I like developed a crush on Robert Downey Jr. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, I should watch like another movie that he's been in. And then the only part that I really remember um, is the line where he says like. Someone just like took the United States and just like shook it, and like all the crazy <laughs> girls like ended up in L.A. and all the normal people hung on in, in New yeah. York. <laughs> and I remembered that line because I was like, "Huh." I always thought that like people it, like in New York were like probably a little unhinged, which like they are. We are. I've been here for a while, <laughs> but um, that was like part, I remember that as like kind of part of the like mythos of like New York City and like L.A., which were two places I you know, wanted to live. <laughs> yeah, I, um, you know, I think all all people who live on either coast are a bunch of sickos, so I, <laughs> even though I didn't necessarily agree with his uh, assessment of the situation, I was like, he's half right, you know? Yeah, it's <laughs> true. And then it's funny, like, there is, like, just this little element of them both being from this, like, small town in, like, southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I, I liked this, like, little bit of Americana, which is, like, very noir, right? That it's, like, oh, these, like, small town, like, people who left. One became a thief in Manhattan and one became a, a, a failed actor in in L.A., you know? It's, like, mm-hmm. what's more American than that, you know? I do like, too, all the little, um, there are, like, a lot of little characters in there who also like almost every character in it ties to like failed actor yeah <laughs> you know you sort of, you sort of mentioned that before but i was thinking of even down to, well you have the the villain sort of like that or he's more of like a retired old character actor <laughs> i believe so that that's sort of not as much of a thing but because he like owns a hospital or whatever so maybe he's not even a he's 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 well off but then i think of um there's uh it's a very minor part, but uh, the guy who is RoboCop, basically. There's, like, sort of a oh, RoboCop right. character. Yeah. Sort of this washed-up actor who, like, stumbles into uh, Harmony's home, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you like, I don't know, just that element was in there, too. Like, even with the, with the sort of RoboCop toy and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, even in his, in the, like, opening... Uh, heist that he's doing there at the toy shop like yeah he's, he's stealing like the bargain bin toy you know his daughter doesn't even want it or whatever <laughs> yeah you know? yeah yeah uh, she's like no that one came out like years ago like where have you been you know and also another failed acting like moment too that i loved was like robert downey Ju- harry I keep calling him robert downey jr harry is kind of like he doesn't actually want to be an actor like he's he doesn't actually want this but he's kind of like getting swept up a little bit in this like lifestyle and in this community of people and there's a part where Val Kilmer is like you were like only sent out here because who was it Colin Farrell Colin Farrell was too expensive and they they're trying to like undercut Colin Farrell by bringing you out here yeah that was oh I was like oh yeah of course like of course um you had that that like producer or whoever played by uh larry miller yeah i I loved him too he's uh i feel like we probably have we done a movie he's in before i feel like i feel like we we must have he's been in everything (laughs) yeah but yeah like yeah i love that element too of like even like he's doing this because 
like it seems like maybe it's like okay this could be like i don't have to be a, like a crook or whatever mm-hmm. but like he's totally like in like you're gonna get fucked over no matter which way you go it's sort Absolutely. of the, the feeling yeah yeah this was it wasn't really a commentary on like people's talent versus like what happens to them in the industry like it was not that deep you know it was just like yep actors are just la is full of like failed movie people and that's the backdrop (laughs) that's the backdrop to this movie and i i just loved i loved that yeah it all works it's written from well it's not like a failed movie guy but it was you know his last movie it's kind of like the perfect movie i feel like to come out of like having a like a movie that wasn't received as good as you hope for like well all right well fuck you guys type thing you know but this ended up being good for him because it like launched his i mean well he's had kind of a short career but he uh he got to do iron man 3 after this yeah yeah the nice guys which in this movie is also well received like it just you know monetary whatever who cares but everyone pretty much liked the movie so that's fine and it launched robert downey jr's career as well but then he got to make the nice guys which i think most people really like um well, and then he did, I think his last movie was The Predator, which was a bomb. And, oh. Uh, I don't know. He hasn't done anything since. I don't know what he's up to now, but... Um, the Predator was a couple of years ago, right? That was like 20, 2018. 2018. Yeah, okay. Can I can I reveal on this show <laughs> that when I saw The Predator in theaters, I liked it? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone Own it, man. It. <laughs> I, I never saw it. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, it, it, there's a lot of the same calling cards of a lot of movies. It's, it's, it's offensive and, <laughs> but, well, did uh, he write, you know, it was, um, did he write Predator, the original? He's in Predator. <laughs> I don't think he wrote it. Oh, okay. Actually, interesting. that's probably one of his biggest, like, things he's done is he played, uh, uh, Hawkins in oh, Predator. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. This is all coming back around now. Because I was like, wait a minute. There's, like, he's has another connection to Predator. <laughs> Predator also got. Oh my god. Uh, there's a there's a really bad thing where he he hired one of his friends who apparently uh is is a sex criminal to be in the Jesus. movie. Oh and, god! Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Al- oh, shit. Olivia Munn was in that movie, and she's like, uh, she like publicly came out like this needs to be, like taken out of the movie. And at first he was like, uh, no, and then eventually he was like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna do that. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the last thing that he's. That's the last thing that I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if he's gonna do something else. He's like pretty prolific. Oh, he is. Okay, I'm. I was looking uncredited script doctor on Predator. Uh, Dead Heat, The Hunt for Red October, mm. and RoboCop 3. Sick. So, there you go. So, okay, maybe he had his, uh... Yeah, like, I don't know, I'm looking, and it's, like, nothing after... Yeah, what's he up to, you know? Yeah. That's, like, the last... I'm looking now at his Wikipedia, and, like, the last thing under career is Predator casting controversy. And I'm like, fuck, dude, mm. <laughs> you fucked you fucked it up yeah you fucked up you gotta you gotta get you gotta get back in there you gotta do something else to bury that one a little bit (laughs) well it's it's tough because like part like even in nice guys and stuff like so like all his movies partially rely on like having these characters who like kind of suck and i feel like even like writing characters like that is like for for the public at large like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like people like to like take things from movies and be like this guy must like 
you know, it'll be like Martin Scorsese hates women because mm. this, you know, Anna Paquin had one line in The Irishman or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like you just this guy he's playing he's playing with fire a little bit here. You know what I mean? I, I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I want to watch. I so he also wrote Last Action Hero. Yes. Which wow. have, you, have you seen that? You're an Arnie fan, right? I'm an I'm a new. Uh, relatively new rd fan as of uh like the pandemic because i like obviously like knew who arnold i lived in california when he was the governor um and but i'm like sort of a new arnold schwarzenegger fan and uh, this started because i watched um terminator for the first time i had never seen it oh fuck yeah and (laughs) i watched it for the first time and i was like oh my god i was like margaret like Arnold Schwarzenegger's like really hot. She was like, well, duh. Uh, <laughs> it's like, where have you been? I'm like, no, I know, but I, I didn't. That's also like a, it's like satirical fourth wall movie. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember like. Last Action Hero? Yeah. It's like, he's like, like a fictional character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's like an action movie character or whatever. We'll, we'll cover that. I, I kind of soured it a little bit by talking about some of the bad things. <laughs> related to this guy but maybe <laughs> I, I don't even know if christmas is in that movie i don't remember but maybe we've mm-hmm. got a lot of there's a lot of potential movies because there's lethal weapon mm-hmm. um what we we said last action hero there's he did the last boy scout which stars um uh who's bruce willis and damon wayne's buddy cop he does all the buddy cops you know so we like i feel like buddy cops mm. are uh good for uh movies that whip oh and also long kiss good night even though it People didn't like that. Maybe we should cover that. That's uh, stars uh, Gina Davis. I oh, love I love Gina Davis. And Samuel L. Jackson. Oh hell so, like, yeah! yeah what... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's... I can be- I can't believe it's bad. I don't think. No, it's bad. come on. I want to. I was thinking, what's the? Um... I'm getting Last mm-hmm. Action Hero confused with that movie. That was it. Jean Claude Van Damme, or some... there was like a. It's like a really relatively recent. The meta meta one yeah yeah but not but so J, jcvd okay no with that one that no i'm thinking of like i think it's like a comedy like i think that jcvd is like a oh it's like a drama right yeah yeah there's the jean claude van johnson or something oh. isn't that like a now i'm just like googling things on the show but <laughs> it's, it's live it's yeah jean claude um, van johnson that is what i'm thinking of which is like uh it's like a comedy where it's okay but it's like kind of meta because it's about him and he's in it and whatever that's i yeah i like somehow was getting but that's like an action it's a show too uh in a bullet and it it looks pretty bad i don't know (laughs) we'll we'll come back to this well we'll put a pin in this filmography because i feel i feel like even if there's not christmas maybe we could just come back to it if if we're still doing this in a year and maybe revisit yeah absolutely I would really like to do a movie with Jean Claude Van Damme. That would oh, be. Oh, yeah. I mean, wait. There's so many of them, and I just. Have we not done that? I don't think so. Well, we will. Uh, but <laughs> we we have some things coming down the pipe. So. Um, <laughs> That's true. As you know, by the time this episode comes out, actually, um, I will have seen Avatar, Hell and you're yeah. planning to. Yeah. We're going to cover Avatar. To the way of the water, <laughs> I think that the way of the water way of water. It? Okay, the way, the way of, of water. water. I'm sorry. 
I just I just know it's <laughs> like on, Avatar Goop. Avatar two colon like the water one. But the I'm water really... <laughs> one. <laughs> That's like the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, the train game. <laughs> the train game, yeah. The, the train seen the clip one. where there's the hand pulling the strap in the water. Did you see that? No. So like in the in the first trailer they showed there's a clip where like it's like a Navi. It's just like a close up of a hand like pulling on a strap on like I don't know something in the water like a creature uh-huh. or something. And it, it's like people were like showing it like like people were clipping that and being like, <laughs> it's it's so awesome because it's just like a shot of water and people are and like a hand and water. People are like, look how fucking good this looks. And it's like true, though. <laughs> it looks really good. Uh, <laughs> I love but that. then I saw this little like uh, Australian news clip um, or New Zealand. Sorry, I'm so sorry. They went to, you know, <laughs> wet a workshop uh, mm-hmm. and they were interviewing them and like one of the people who worked there and they were like showing the specific like thing they had built for that one shot, you know? And they're like, here's the thing with the strap. And like, we did all of this just for one shot in the movie or whatever. My God. It's like a second long. And I was like, Oh, I gotta see this. I can't wait to like, to, well, first of all, to watch it, but to just then be like, Oh yeah. Like, this scene was like the part where Sigourney Weaver like held her breath for like what or no it's it was um Tilda uh, Swinton oh, no Kate, Kate Winslet oh no not Tilda Swinton Kate Winslet what am I talking about yeah what are you, who are you who are you talking about <laughs> what's Til- see she's not an Avatar what's she in lately I don't know. oh uh, ne- never mind in, not- she's in that movie with Idris that. Elba <laughs> oh yeah that was good that was good oh I didn't see it yeah you should check that out <laughs> but yeah yeah uh, who was it that did it. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, which I I did not know she was in Avatar two until like you or somebody sent that thing that was like mm-hmm. she held her breath for like seven minutes or whatever, and I was like that is insane. She's like in her fifties or whatever and sixties, and she is not like a athlete. Like how how did he get her to do that? So I, I'm just like stoked to 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 learn all the like weird behind the scenes stuff. Like I'm I want to. I I I wish that Avatar two would come out with a box set like Lord of the Rings, and I could oh watch like all the behind the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> that reminds me, I went and saw the uh, that Peter Jackson World War One documentary. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. Where he kind of did the he did then he did it to the Beatles, which is a little less like exciting because it's like right. okay you didn't you di- you didn't need a cannon or whatever for this one, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I watched that and it was like you know it was all right. It was kind of interesting, like what you know I guess. Uh, but then afterwards there was like a like a mini documentary like that they played in the theater about how they did it. That's so uh, cool. Like the lights came up and like you just kind of were sitting there watching this little documentary. It was all old people there, which is cool. But yeah. you know, watching the movie, everyone's watching their whatever. Then they're watching. They're just showing like all the things they did, and they like change it and tweak it. And like all the people in the audience would go, "Oh, <gasps> <laughs> amazing!" <laughs> I th- I think Avatar should have that. Like I, so you you go there for three and a half hour hours or whatever. But then there's like a six-hour documentary that you could watch optionally afterwards about the making. You can go home if you want, you know. They, like, funnel people into, like, like the little after part, the, like, smaller theaters that are just for, like, the weird indie screenings. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't want to get up though. Well, I guess well, they need true. they need all those seats you for know, the for... next showing of Avatar. Yeah, exactly. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah this is gonna work. <laughs> I I would love a six hour documentary about how it's made. Like it just it's so. Uh, okay. Well, we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it next. Yes. Next yeah. Month. Yeah. 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 True. True. <laughs> Avatar. You gotta calm down. Shelter breath underwater longer than Tom Cruise did in Mission Possible. There's another trivia reference connection james cameron uh he is the reason the predator has like the fucked up face um and yeah okay it's all come full circle predator (laughs) predator uh we've we've touched on predator and peter jackson and uh james cameron (laughs) um and what a workshop which is also a crossover what a workshop and Lord of the Rings and Lord of the Rings and Avatar. Oh, I'm so excited! I can't wait. Uh, Kate Blanchett's in Lord of the Rings. Oh wait, we didn't mention her. That was Tilda. Kate, Bl- <laughs> Kate Blanchett is a total rando. Has not been mentioned <laughs> this episode at all. <laughs> but I love that you bring her up. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah, we'll just like list like all the silly little movie trivia things that oh, we man. know instead. Yeah. I, w- I do you think you're gonna end up seeing Avatar twice? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, well, yes. Never mind. I'm not gonna even say what I was gonna say. I will 100. Okay. percent I'll see it a lot. Yeah. Especially Wait, now. Are you gonna be like, unless it's bad or something? <laughs> no, I'm not. Nope. I'm not gonna tell you that that's what I was gonna say because there's no way. All the early reviews are great. No, I and I'm uh, signed backed up. I'm on the. Uh, amc stubs again i'm back oh nice baby. they're back well they've been they've been around so they paused it during covid and then it was like mm. coming out of it they're like yeah we're bringing it back and i just wasn't in the swing of like going to the movies all the time anymore and i kind of was like i don't really want to go to the movies all the time mm-hmm. but uh then it was like this month actually i signed up for they were like we're bringing movie pass back and yeah I signed yeah up for it but I was realizing, like, it sucks now. Or, like, because you can only, like, I was only able to, like, the theaters near me can only buy the tickets when I'm, like, in or near the building. And what? I was like, well, I was sort of getting this thinking I'm going to buy Avatar tickets, so I want to, like, buy them ahead of time. Yeah. At the theater. So I, like, immediately canceled it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going, I'm going to see Avatar I'm probably going to see some other... Oh, we end up seeing um, Violent Night, that Santa oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, was how was right. it? Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't yeah, my you, favorite. You didn't seem to have... You didn't seem to be that stoked on it, so... But before you saw it, so. they They pitched it as... They kept saying, it's like Home Alone meets Die Hard, which it had elements of those, which... But, like, it didn't really full, fully commit. And then... Mm. But then it also looked like... And it was it was directed by the... Not the, not the good one who made John Wick. But, you know, the other guy involved with the, with John Wick series. The writer <laughs> the of good the one. John Wick movies, actually. The shitty one. <laughs> um, but the director, Chad, he's the one with the sauce. You know what I mean? He's the yeah. one who, like... The, 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 the scripts are good, but it's really about... It's Chad who... <laughs> he's the Chad in this situation. But yeah. anyway... It wasn't like it, it wasn't John Wicky enough and mm. there was like I don't know. It didn't it didn't really it was like this movie where it tried to have like kind of a few different tones going on and I felt like it, they were all like eh, mm. okay, you know. 
Yeah, kind of missed the mark on them. Yeah, it didn't really get me. I would have liked if they committed more to... I don't know, if they re- literally just made, like, John Wick, but with Santa, that would have been good. But, uh... I mean, I no, guess. Like, there was some stuff where, like, there's, like, a part where he has to, like, um, sew up, like, a wound. And when he takes off, like, his, uh, his coat or whatever, he's covered in, like, Nordic rune tats. Kind of like Whoa. John Wick. And they, they, like, flash back, like, he used to be a Viking or whatever. Like, they, they there's lore that they hint at, which is kind of huh. like John Wick. And I was it's like, oh. Cool. I, I don't want them to, like explain it or whatever but i thought like oh that's cool that's like john wiki like wouldn't that be cool if there was like that's what's cool when with the first john wick is like is very simple but there's like all these like things around the periphery that you're like oh man that's crazy what is that yeah 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 that doesn't really happen in this you know there's just like those that moment and you're like okay whatever dang dang and then there's like there's like a home alone there's a little girl and she's like oh i like home alone and she like does violent Home Alone things, which are f- funny, but again, it's like, I don't know. It's not enough. It's not enough. It didn't right. work for me as a collective stew. Sure. Well, really, and also it's the like... Die Hard elements that I I was like, this doesn't need to be Die Hard. Like, Santa's... Yeah. Like, I don't know. Huh. <sighs> they were trying to yeah, do a story I mean, it, of, like, it, it... he's disheveled and he hates, he's kind of hates his job now. So yeah. that's kind of the Die Hard thing where he's like, he's kind of a schlub. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's also kind of John Wick. Annie Santa. Yeah. I could see how this could yeah. be too many things at once. Yeah, let's keep it simple, you know what I mean? Yeah, keep it simple, stupid. Kiss, kiss. Bang, bang. Like, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, we got off track from the movie, but I think... I, I would say that this movie uh, whips. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, this movie's cool. I I, I wasn't... I. I came in like th- thinking I would like it because I liked it when I was whatever like t- 16 or something, but I I I definitely was like that it was worth watching. It was smart. It's a smart movie. It's the, to mm-hmm. me it's like it keeps it simple and it, but it's but it's like meta, it's self-aware and I think it's smart and it's well cast. So I think it's you know, and the actors are like clearly just like having fun. Like there's a lot of like True, it's a fun yeah. and it like exudes like good kind of good vibes like they they're just committed they're having fun <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a good uh like kind of uh, christmas adjacent film. yeah um, it weirdly does exi- uh, give off good vibes in, in a strange way yeah yeah <laughs> um and the um I'm not totally, I mean, I, get, I was going to say, I don't totally get why it's called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like, that makes, I think that's that's a nod more to the noir um, element of it. Oh, um, there was something about that where they wanted, they actually wanted to change the title. And I think he said, like, oh, I want, I want something more. Oh, here we go. Black felt, uh, it was blunt and austere. Mm. Um, And he and it described how the plot was half romantic comedy, half murder mystery. Oh, cool. All right, yeah. I like that. Sold. I'm sold. <laughs> That's cool. Um, um But yeah, what? no, I'm I'm excited for uh Avatar. I'm also excited for The Whale, which is like a very high drama movie with um Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Uh, yeah. Fraser. <laughs> um, um The 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 script was sorry. But I, the script was titled 
you'll never die in this town again, which is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> but, oh, I, that's a good title, too, yeah. Uh, and then, then it was called LAPI, which sucks. Ew, yeah, that does, <laughs> LAPI. Well, they did, I think he. that's a line in the movie. He does say something about being an LAPI. Well, yeah. That's, was... that, that's not a reason for it to be the title, but that that, that is in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, kiss, 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 bang, bang is cool, and you'll never die in this town again is also cool. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, this is a great time. This is a great episode. Um, yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Um. Well. Well. I guess we'll see everybody. Uh. Next month for Avatar. Yeah. Go watch it if you. I, I have a surprising number of people who are like, they either haven't seen it or they're kind of like, eh, on Avatar and like. I, I don't know. I, I like I don't love Avatar as much as I love like whatever Fellowship of the Ring, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, oh, I yeah. it will, you know, bury me with my box set of, you know, those movies. But uh but like I I don't know. I think it's a good it's a good time. Just give in. There's not, wh- why why mm-hmm. you got to hate on Avatar just cuz it's weird. Just cuz it's weird and expensive. Come on. Get into it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll accept I'll accept the hatred of it if you at least hate every other like big movie <laughs> you know if if it's yeah, not, that's, like, that's not your type of movie i'll accept it but all these people who are like who asked for this anyway uh now now time for the millionth movie with freaking doctor strange in it you know like don't tell me <laughs> don't tell me you're you're lining up to see that fucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amen. You took the words right you out of my mouth. You more Benedict Cumberbatch in your life? And then you're telling me no one wants to see this beautiful uh, world. and These 10-foot-tall, these sexy aliens that, They're James sexy. Cameron, that came to James Cameron in a dream. <laughs> or his, wait, his mom's oh. dream? It's not, it doesn't matter. What? We'll, we'll it. <laughs> wasn't it, wasn't it in, like his mother's dream? I think he said it was his dreams. Oh, are you sure? I feel like it, anyway, I, okay, I don't well, know. We'll, I... we'll circle back around to that. I do feel like it might have been his mom's dream. Well, But okay. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> like he likes, he like is getting it through like some kind of psychic connection. No, I thought it was a dream that his mom mm. told him about. Oh, and then he's like, "That's cool." No, because he had a quote recently where he's like, "I've got a, I've got a streaming service that streams free every night in my head, and it's way better than all that shit out there or whatever." <laughs> I know, I loved that. He's such a like grouchy old man in so many ways. It's just so funny. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. We can we we can get out of here and stop talking about Avatar prematurely. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, uh, we'll stop recording soon and uh, stay cool, everyone. Yeah, stay cool. Have a nice holiday. Happy New Year. Happy New and, Year. Um, yeah, stay cool. <laughs>